All right, I'm just going to say this right off the top here. This is going to be a messy episode, but so is the multiverse. So let's get strange. Hello, I'm Jayla, but you can call me Justin. And yes, we've seen Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and we're bringing you our spoiler-free, and I accentuate spoiler-free, reaction to this movie. Joining me today, you know them, I know them, Kevin Hudson, Nate Shelton. How are you, boys? Strange things are happening to me. <laughs> oh, that was sorry. That was a different multiversal move. Randy Newman's not in this one. Okay, okay. He could be. He could have written the score to probably some multiverse world. Who, I'm who sure. Knows? Who knows? In some universes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, before we get into our, our discussion here, um, I just wanted to take a second here to say thanks to Disney Canada for inviting us out to tonight's event, which it definitely felt like an event. It felt, uh, yeah, it's a nice like nighttime screener. Usually it's in the morning for us, right? Yeah, for sure. But it also, we, we got an opportunity to see uh, the first footage of, of Avatar, The Way of Water. Of course, Nate, you stayed there and watched it like a bajillion times <laughs> at least 19 um, they, times. they had it on loop it was yeah, yeah it was it was interesting so it was a nice little sort of uh uh prelude uh, getting us hyped you know obviously seeing that footage and then going into this movie but uh yeah this was this was tons of fun we're not going to give our reaction to that footage uh on this episode we, we're going to save that for uh, a future this week in geek but uh we did pop out some reaction tweets so uh, they'll be on our main twitter at GeekCentricYT, you can go check those out um, just to see our first thoughts. So yes, a huge thanks to Disney Canada for for inviting us. Um, but yes, let's get into this. Um, I, I'd love to just kick things off with first initial thoughts, your reaction. Uh, Nate, why don't you kick it off? Yeah, man. I think um, much like this podcast, I, I loved the pacing in the movie. Uh, wastes no time and just gets right into the action. Um, this is a this movie is a lot of fun. Is and I know we kind of say that after. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like we said it 19 times during our Spider-Man review as well. Like, so much fun, but like this this movie for comic book fans, it's it's incredibly a, it's such a fun ride. Um, and for Sam Raimi fans too, like this yeah. is a Sam Raimi ass Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, well said. Yeah, and yeah. and there's so much in it that I think for 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 different people who enjoy the MCU, but also the, the horror genre and everything that Sam Raimi has given us in the past, you're going to, you're going to love this freaking movie, dude. I don't know. I really, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. Kev, how about yourself? Well, I know this for sure. Oh, sorry. That's uh, that's from the Avatar trailer. We saw 2000 times. Wrong, <laughs> wrong movie I'm focusing on here. Um, uh, I got to say, I guess I'll probably be the Debbie Downer here. I was uh, I was really let down by this movie. Um, mm -hmm. It just it just didn't feel up to the the standards of uh, you know some of the, the the big Marvel movies that we've seen that we've gotten recently. Um, it might even be my least favorite uh, of the Marvel movies of Phase Four, Whoa. just because of wow. how excited I was going in and how much I was let down. I'm not sure it was. The, the the worst of of the phase four by any means, but it was the one I was most disappointed and let down by. And it was for a lot of the reasons you mentioned, Nate. It's for the yeah. very reasons that you think it st stood out. Those those let me down. Uh, it just it was a bit almost I don't know. Is it, it was too Sam Raimi maybe? 
I think they needed to okay. rein him in and, and control him. And and I'm a big writing guy, and and the writing, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I I feel like again, I'm I'm always. I'm always in the middle of you're you. You're the two. cream, I just don't dude. Understand. You're the nice, I, creamy. Center, I guess bro. so. It's. I guess it <laughs> may. That's weird. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of mixed on this movie. Like on so many levels, this movie delivered on certain expectations I had. You know, again, Nate, you referenced it with with Sam Raimi helming this movie with with the horror elements and just getting weird with with Doctor Strange. Uh, because I feel like even for the first Doctor Strange, you guys both know, I wasn't a fan of the first Doctor Strange because it just felt so typical in its structure and here there was a little bit more liberty and freedom and just getting again weird that's going to be a yeah. word that i'm going to use a lot just getting weird with it and getting strange i, I kind of dug that i kind of dug that and this movie is just such a celebration of of sam raimi's uh, aesthetic but when the comedy elements start to kind of appear and, and just some of that sam raimi camp that we've that we've that we've talked about in in, in other other reviews I, I think that's where yeah. it totally just feels off balance and it just doesn't jive but you know, there's moments in this movie where you know you're watching it, and it you look at some of these visuals that that Sam Raimi has put together, and then you hear the score of Danny Elfman, and it just it, it feels so nostalgic, and it just feels like its own style of filmmaking in the MCU. You mentioned Danny Elfman, the music, the soundtrack in this movie is is dope, and I think for fans of of Danny Elfman music, much as as just as yeah. much as we're talking about Sam Raimi. If you enjoy yeah. Danny Elfman's music, you'll love the soundtrack in this movie. It just he pulls stuff in from across the MCU and beyond and it's really exciting. And I it's just one of those things where like the way that music is is even used to a certain degree in this movie uh is just really unique and really interesting and and it's just just a good pairing when you when you put these two together and, and you get a Danny Elfman scored Raimi movie it just works for me from a, a superhero standpoint um, and again it, it just plays into that aspect of of fun like the moment the score starts to pick sure. up you're like oh this is this is getting a little for some people it's going to be a little too whimsical it's going to be a little too sort of um, it's not it, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously I think where some people might want it to, and you can say that about that's a good call the out. overall movie itself. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I just I think it was uh, it was a really it's a great score. And um, but just touching on what you said there, I think that's a really great call out to say that like, you know that 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 campiness, that comedy that I think is very inherent to Sam Raimi that he kind of like you know creeps into his movies as we know that can take you out of these movies and and the movies taking themselves seriously and given the circumstances of of what's going on i think audiences are going to be expecting that this story should be taking itself seriously that would certainly be something that uh, that that bothered me a little bit about it there there's a lot at stake here and it doesn't feel like there is at at, at a lot of times and that was mm. that was just a weird tone to have for for a lot of the movie um I will say, while I had some problems with with certain acting decisions, I think Cumberbatch brought it in terms of, you know, portraying different different sort of versions of himself. Uh, but you know, mm -hmm. Sochiel was was definitely a standout here. Uh, I think she she made a, a great debut and a great splash into you know sort of announcing herself to the world and to the MCU, even if their handling of her was a bit kiddish at times that's that's kind of kind of where they lost me a little bit but i think she brought a great burst of energy uh, to the to the project i loved 
Xochitl Gomez as as America Chavez. I think she was fantastic. I think she was a little underutilized though. Yeah, uh, in in, so, in some cases, I think her character was a little one one note. She di- and she disappears for for big chunks of 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 the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I totally agree. But I also think that that there's more for her character obviously to be explored through the MCU as we as we expand. So. I'm okay with it, but at, at the same time, I, I don't know if it was as much as I was anticipating. I thought she was going to be a little bit more. I think that can be said about a lot of the supporting cast in the movie as well. Like, um, like whenever Wong, like Benedict Wong, um, on screen with with Stephen Strange, like every time they were together, I love their interactions, and we we get we do get that. I just I would have loved to have seen it a little more and it's again this is I, I always bring up the idea of more uh that I'm always like I wanted more but I did for a lot of the supporting cast and a lot of the and I get that it's a Doctor Strange movie don't get me wrong but for an adventure involving these characters it just felt like there there is uh, when we talk about sort of the again without going into spoilers but there are a lot of moments where they do have to break apart and they do have to go in separate directions yeah, and yeah when yeah. you do an adventure movie like this it it, it I, it's that's hard to pull off. You know what I mean. I sure. don't know it's, if they fully. It's the Empire Strikes Back, divide right. and conquer. But again, to, to to Kevin's point, by by removing her from the the storyline, she just felt absent at times and just underutilized. I think definitely integral. Uh, also, um, Elizabeth Olsen is I I you know <sighs> I'll say she's powerful, she's ruthless, and and that's about all that I can say. Um, about her and her performance in terms of obviously without not wanting to go into spoilers um, she's she's definitely the there there's a certain aspect of heart to this movie and she does bring that in um, but uh, but overall um, when we talk about one note it, we do we do get that from her as well uh, and and not necessarily in her performance but in like the way that she wrote that they wrote Wanda in this movie definitely um, felt a little more one note as well. Yeah. I mean, her, her motivations are, are never, never justified really. And so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, this, this, this didn't allow her to elevate to her acting abilities that she showed in WandaVision. I don't think she ever had enough to work with here to get to those levels that really, made everyone go, wow, can she ever bring a powerful performance? I, I feel like this was definitely the sequel to to WandaVision, though. Yeah. The next the next evolution of her character. And I feel like where we find her here is very much the fallout of WandaVision and, and what happened at Westview. And that's why her character is is this way. Totally, but I just kind of wish that this series was closer than in release, right? Like, I feel like anyone who's just watched WandaVision then going into this movie, you might sort of understand the pace at which her character, you know, moves throughout the, the movie. But I feel like it, um, it, it when, you're, when you're this far removed from that series, it's, it, does, it does feel a little bit jarring uh, near the beginning. I did want to talk about the how scary this movie was though dude the horror vibes hit dude it was scary and like it was it was thrilling there's jump scares in a marvel movie and i was i really dug that like that was that was some of the aspects of the the when we're talking about it's a lot of sam raimi stuff that was i really loved how he brought that into the movie it it was almost handled in a way that felt inherently sam raimi but also just the right amount for the mcu 
you know I mean, we've yeah. talked about this with with Moon Knight and how it sort of interjects some of those elements where it doesn't doesn't push so so far into that, but it sort of trickles in. Here we get again, I think a little bit more of that, but it, it does kind of paint a picture of what horror could look like in the MCU that is you know, still friendly to all audiences, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can say that they kept it friendly for audiences, but then there are other moments where this movie is dark and it is violent yeah. and gory. And and it just feels like I wish they had hearkened in more on that, uh, you know, utilizing Sam Raimi's past more than the the campy stuff. I think they, they, they balanced it too unevenly with, with camp. And so... Again, there's no none of these like impactful, gory, scary moments really resonate too long because they're almost always followed up by something a bit followed cheesy, by a something bit hokey. Lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it throws it. It doesn't doesn't let it sit. But like, there are some moments though that are oh. just like they're 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 fun in the instance in the moment of when you're you're doing it. But to your point, Kevin, there isn't really time to let those moments sit just feels like we're we're in it and then we're out of it really quick it's well okay and justin you you know we've been talking um in our our watch club about i think even just last week like the differences between marvel comics and the mcu and how they tend to borrow things from the comics but then ground them and then sometimes that subdues them as well and this movie holds nothing back in that sense and i think that's going to be really interesting for general audiences because I feel like um, we've been pretty middle of the road for most Marvel projects, but like I almost see like where some people would watch Eternals and feel like, yeah. oh, it was such a departure because it was it took itself way too seriously. This movie almost skews a, a little too far in the opposite direction where... Yeah. You know, it's kind of like this is so much like a comic book and getting more and more into the the Marvel comic books in in so many ways. I'm watching this movie and I'm just like, wow, that sounded like dialogue from a comic book. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. It just depends on if you are a fan of that kind of dialogue. And I think it's going to be a bit jarring for audiences who are used to the MCU and not necessarily from the comic books, I think it's going to be a bit jarring for them to to get into and to, to vibe with, a- apart from the cheesy Sam Raimi stuff. Because again, I think mm. there's, there is there is some of that too. Yeah, the, the writing, especially the dialogue, is really where I felt the most let down. I mean, uh, especially, you know, when we, we got what we did from Michael Waldron with, with Loki, which is one of the, the best written Marvel or Disney yes. Plus shows so far. You know, I'll just say, you know, Aluma Wadi. I mean, that's the kind of, that's the kind of jokes and and smart cracks we're getting in this movie. It was just really just flat, and and it didn't, it wasn't clever enough. It was, it like wasn't up Randy to Marvel's. Thing, that, uh, that, yeah, so I that, think there that, you that could that see Raimi poking through with with some of those moments throughout it, and I mean. You know, with Marvel getting so deep into how many movies they're making now and how deep into the MCU we are, it is important to find new directors with new voices and new styles so it doesn't all just feel like the same movie but a little Mm. different as we go along here. Right. And, you know, you saw that with Eternals and Chloe Zhao. and, And while I think that one almost was too pretentious to feel naturally at home in the MCU. This one, like you said, Nate, was the opposite way. It was too far. It was too Batman and Robin. It was too, you know, just like a Schumacher camp versus something that felt like it's like, 
Look at how silly and fun Thor Ragnarok is, but it never felt cheesy. And I just, this did for me. I think to Kevin's point, it, it, we are dealing with something that is as big of a threat to the, uh, to every universe as the Eternals was. And so I can totally mm. understand that. I think just coming at it from the standpoint of like, you know, uh, even in the, 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 um, I think in in our in your interview that you did with with Ramey and Waldron, like they referenced the fact that they did go deep into the comics and they did look into that stuff. And just as I was sort of watching this movie, I just couldn't stop thinking about the comic books and just how at times there's moments where it feels silly, even if they are working with big things. Yeah, even just the opening, you know, the, the speed at which these things we, we kind of get kicked off into this this whole story. It feels like the opening pages of a comic book. Like you're 100%. opening it, and you're just you're just seeing this you're this, in. this event happening. You're in it, yeah. right? So, I, I, and that that felt nice, right? There was no necessary over the top exposition. Now that being said, exposition is is in some cases in this instance very force fed, right? Because it needed to get some information to the viewers immediately. You know, you bring up a really great point, Kevin, when you mentioned you know Waldron's ability to write a series uh, versus you know two-hour movie I, i'm wondering if that's just always going to be the, the the constant difference between these shows and, and movies is just how we're experiencing this information right again we always say eternals could have been a better series than it was a movie i just think that um when it when it comes to the again the the camp and the the aspects of this movie that like there's there's a lot of narrative decisions that are made that you mm -hmm. kind of sit there and, and and over over again I was kind of thinking like oh I mean that's that's an easy way to to you know you just say okay this is how this works and it's like mm -hmm. oh okay yeah I guess you're right like they they because they're dealing with the multiverse there are t a lot of times where in my mind I was giving them a pass for it and I was just saying yeah okay but it did happen over and over and over again where there were moments where I was just like Oh, okay. I guess that's how that works. Oh, and that's how that that works. Okay, all right. And it, I could see that not again. If you are coming at it from a standpoint of like, not just reading some goofy comics about a wizard, like it right. it can it can start to feel like that. So again, I think there are aspects of it that just skew in a completely different direction. And then there's also going to be people that just don't jive with Sam Raimi's filmmaking that might not enjoy this movie. Um, but again, yeah, he's I not, just... he's not for everyone. That's for sure. And, yeah. you know, like his style is, is something that I think some appreciate for him being the sort of auteur that he is with his own visual style and what he likes to implement in his filmmaking. And they'll appreciate that. And I think that very much this movie has a lot of those elements, whether it be the good and the bad. Well, I, I didn't uh, I didn't lie at the top of the show. This was messy. So there you go. You have our what worked and what didn't work uh, of of this movie. And I think we've we've gabbed on enough before we get into talking about anything we shouldn't be talking about. I think it's it's an appropriate time to move into our final thoughts and score, which will be out of five multiverses. Kev, do you want to kick things off here? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, you were just sort of talking about Sam Raimi and and his style and and I think we we've seen both ends of the spectrum with Sam Raimi and a comic book movie you know in the press conference they called him the godfather of 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 modern superhero movies 
and unfortunately, I think this went to Spider-Man 3 and not enough Spider-Man 2. And I think mm. I kind of would have preferred the movie to take itself a, a little bit, again, not too seriously here, because you can go too far, like the Eternals. But it just, it felt a bit, a bit soft, a bit, nothing seemed to really have any consequences. And instead of this being a story of progressing the characters that it involved to a next level, it just sort of felt like a day in the life, just something that happens to them versus something that changes their futures going forward. And so it just all felt a bit hollow. And and again, I don't want to harp too, too bad on the writing, but it just, it didn't come off <laughs> truly MCU authentic. It, it, it just almost felt like an MCU knockoff or something. I don't, I don't know quite what it is. And mm. I definitely think, I, I wonder if watching it for a second time will change my perspective on that. But I've seen the first 20 minutes now twice, and I felt the exact same way today watching those first 20 minutes as I did, uh, you know, earlier in the week. And it was just like, I don't know if this just fits into the MCU quite as organically as I think I would have liked, especially because of where it takes place in our timeline and with everything that's just happened, you know, we really are bringing a lot of these stories together into one. And I just wish it felt a bit more true to the, to the, the, those source materials that it, that it's coming from. So yeah, again, I, I just think I'm, this is the most disappointed I've been in a, uh, in a Marvel movie in a while. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the one I've, I've liked the least. It's just my letdown from my really, really sky high expectations certainly weren't met. And so with that said, I'm going to give this a 3.3 out of five multiverses. Nate, how about yourself? Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I <laughs> I just keep smiling at the different moments they gave us in this movie and just moments that they they gave us and 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 just the decisions that they made around them. I I smile, I giggle, I I I feel that same feeling that you get when you just have those fist pumping moments. Um but I, again, I I really do understand the other sides of it as well for for again, as I said, a lot of people that are, are used to the MCU the way that it is, this is going to, just like Eternals, this is going to be, might be a bit too different uh, for them. But I do think that, you know, Kevin, you mentioned the source material. This movie, 100% comic book fans are going to, I think, really, really dig this movie. And it's going to give them a narrative that is is very close uh, for good and for bad. Uh, to a Doctor Strange comic book. Um, I love that we got scariness. We got, um, you know, horror. We got violence in this movie. And I, I hope that we can retain some of that going forward. Um, but as you said, Kevin, I think the other aspect of like the day in the life thing, I, I get that too. Because uh, again, you go into these movies, especially something that's dealing with the multiverse, and you just, you, you, you expect it to be bigger than I think what we kind of got. Um, so with all that said, um, I still really enjoyed it. I still had a blast. I still had a ton of fun. My watch told me that I got a heart rate notification <laughs> during this movie. Um, so, you know, I think if, if you are a fan of comic books and that style, you're going to love it. I'm going to give it four out of five multiverses. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm, 
still where I was at when we started this conversation. I'm a bit mixed. Um, you guys both brought up points that I, I definitely connect with. Um, you know, I think the movie leans into the weird and, and, you know, leans into the horror and really does have Sam Raimi's um, touch all over this movie. And and I think that the horror elements that we got, I, I really enjoyed. I think they, they uh, that's what I was looking for more of. And they were they were balanced in a way that felt appropriate to MCU, and it just kind of showed us what horror could look like in the MCU. Um, but with that, I, I totally agree. I think the 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 camp and the humor that that is very inherently Sam Raimi. While I appreciate it, I think sometimes through the whole tone of this movie off, and I think that does come back down to the runtime of 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 the two two hours and six minutes i i do enjoy that they they don't waste any time but i also think that there's no sitting with things and you know some interesting visual effects choices that i i, I will say that that made me question you know the legitimacy of of some of the graphics at times uh some interesting battles uh as well that were kind of a little eyebrow raising and and at the end of the day i know that this this movie's on on the shoulders of everything mcu but especially like no way home yeah with, this huh. level of fan service that that it delivered on this is in a full mcu proper film not a shared story with with sony so this is their ability to really kind of open up the door of the multiverse in their universe and, and really talk about how they're going to be introducing that and i believe it was kevin who said like that threat didn't really feel like that much of a threat by the end of it um and just it still f felt like a, a seed rather than something that really just kind of really kick the door open to kind of introduce things. So, you know, fan service is great, but if if you're just doing it for the sake of doing it and it's not really there to help service the story, then it just feels like it's just there for the sake of it. That being said, there's a lot more pluses for me. So I think I'm going to probably skew to a four out of five multiverses. So that's it. That is our spoiler free review and reaction to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We got through it, guys. We didn't we didn't we didn't blow anything. I, we didn't have those moments where like, "Oh, is that is that too much of a spoiler? Did I did I lean too I hard?" I mean, it's so hard to talk about this movie without spoilers. Stop it. Right? Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, feel free to subscribe and and feel free to leave us a review from from whatever multiverse you're at. We always appreciate the love. And uh, hey, maybe when you check out uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and you want to let us know what you think uh well you can reach out to us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com that's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or on twitter at geekcentricyt or on instagram at wearegeekcentric now we're not done talking about this movie because we will be dropping a spoiler filled uh discussion with our marvel comic expert darcy hudson uh kevin won't be able to join us because he'll be in florida so we don't feel entirely bad for him but also, just yesterday, we dropped our special Behind the Geeks episode where we got to sit down with writer Michael Waldron and director Sam Raimi to discuss a little bit more about putting this movie together. And uh, we, we had a good time. So you'll definitely want to go take a listen to that. Also, keeping in the theme of Marvel, later this week, we are wrapping up our ongoing Watch Club with our final episode for Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. Uh... Guys, any last-minute hot takes? I just want Steven to be okay. That's all. That's, if they give me that, <laughs> I'll be happy. I think it's going to happen, and and that'll be that's good enough for me. Yeah, in terms of specifics, I'm really not sure what to expect, and I think that's an awesome thing, but I will just say I hope that 
you know, it just seems like there's a lot of work to do in one episode. And I hope that they they leave this character in a place where it's ready to go to a next story. It doesn't need to continue this one on, you know what I mean? Like, I'm ready to see a new adventure with with the Moon Knight character and, and however many of his, you know, passengers he brings along up up, up top. Um, but yeah, I just want to make sure, I really hope they can wrap this up to, to propel the character for... So then move I still like Nate's predi- further, prediction yeah. of Blade. I'm still, I'm still hoping that's when uh, we get him back. I gotta say, the more and more I think about it, there's a reason why we haven't seen Gore the God Butcher yet. And I think that the reason why is we may see him as an end credit stinger in this series. I'm just okay. going to throw it out okay. there. I'm just going to say it would be really cool if that's how we get introduced to Gore the God Butcher because we've now been introduced to gods. I think one of you guys were actually calling it last week. We've been introduced to gods. Who knows? Maybe this is how we get introduced to Gore the God Butcher because he is slaying down some Egyptian gods, cleaning house, getting rid of them. Well, I think we'll that so. is the only way that they can, uh, yeah. That's 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 uh, anything less, and I'll be severely disappointed. <laughs> I think it'll be Mephisto. Actually, I changed my answer. Mephisto. Yeah. yeah okay. It's gonna be Mephisto. <laughs> okay, Justin. Well, that's it for us. Until next time, Kev, Nate. Thank you for joining me for this very messy, spoiler-free reaction review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And as we say, love ya in any multiverse. Uh, get back to your multiverse safe, guys. Multiversal peace. <laughs> we, should, we should have multiversal peace. <laughs> <laughs>